following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Allspa. Brock and his team form your retirement offensive line from Innovative Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Brock provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans perfectly executed. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Allspa. Welcome into the Retirement Playbook with Brock Elspaugh, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here with you every Saturday to give you great information to help you in your life. And I'm joined, as always, by the one, the only, Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. All right. Wow, what a great introduction today, Brock. I love it. I love it. I'm bringing the energy today, Tony. You're bringing it. I'm bringing it. it. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, you are. Well, how have you been, Brock? I mean, you've been busy, haven't you? I have been. Yeah, it's that time of year, right? You get in these warm months and, uh, you know, kids are going every which way. And, and uh, you know, business typically slows down a little bit in, in the uh, summer months. So that's okay because, uh, you know, you get to enjoy a little bit of the outdoors as well. So, yeah. Um, well, listen, I am really excited about today's show. I know I've said that before, but I really <laughs> am really excited about today's show. <laughs> Well, why why are you so excited about this one? I, I I just I don't know. It's one of those that just goes. You know what? I love this topic, and and we're gonna get into that in just a second, folks. But before we do, I want you to go to our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com. Theinnovativeteam.com. You can pass check out past shows. Lots of great information. You can download a retirement income toolkit. You can also on our front page. We still have the Roth conversion guide. We've left it up there a few extra weeks than we normally do. Uh, but it's becoming such a hot topic, the Roth conversion topic. And the reason is because obviously we have a new administration that is potentially looking at increasing taxes. And so if you feel like that could happen in the future, and if you feel like your tax rates will be a little bit higher, a Roth conversion might be a great idea. We've got some ways that we can help you kind of offset some of those taxes too, that you potentially might have by doing that. Lots of great information. Check it out. It's the innovative team.com. All right, Tony, you ready? I am so ready for this. Uh, I can't yeah. wait to talk about this topic you've got for us today. Okay. Drum roll, please. It is titled <laughs> Debunking Retirement Myths. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so we always, you always hear people say this and that, and, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, a, a couple guys go on a fishing trip and, you know, they catch a fish and, and, and then they go back and tell their buddies about this, this trophy fish that they got that was three and a half pounds. And by the time the story gets through a few people, that fish was now six and a half pounds. And, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where you go, I'm gonna, I'm not so sure that was the truth. And, and, and so that's what we're doing today. You hear all of these things that people talk about when it comes to retirement statistics and, 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 and myths or things that they think may be true. And we're going to debunk those today, Tony. Wow. Okay. And I know I've heard a few crazy ones out there uh, <laughs> right. and some of them, some of them are more common than others and have kind of become accepted as fact, but they're really myths. 
So I'm glad you're going to set us straight today. And I know you've you've seen and heard it all. And uh, <laughs> this is a good one. I, you know, I mean, we're all moving closer and closer to retirement, uh, right. or maybe we're we're right there. And I, I know that we hear more and more retirement myths as we get older. And the problem is, is while well, people are hearing these myths, they're probably also hearing plenty of good information. So I think the challenge is, you know, uh, what's real and what's not. And, and like you say, that's going to be the important part of today's show. Yeah, absolutely. And and to get us started, Tony, what we're going to do is, it's what we do in radio, right? We just we go off a lot of print information <laughs> and it makes our job a little bit easier. But it's great sure. information to bring to the folks here. It's it's a it's in the magazine U.S. News and World Report. Everybody's heard of that magazine, and and there was an article titled 10 Retirement Myths Debunked," and it really does a great job of highlighting some of the the most common retirement myths. So the first myth, Tony, is that, and and I think so many people are going to shake their heads once they hear this, is that you feel like okay. I can't wait to retire and just relax and not have a schedule, not really have to worry about anything, you know, except for maybe, you know, a few dollars here and there, (laughs) but, but I'm going to have all this free time to do whatever I want and (laughs) whenever I want. And it's simply not true. Once you're retired, you're going to have a bunch of free time is just probably the number one myth. And, and so you know, between volunteering activities, traveling with your family and your spouse and whoever else, family gatherings, uh, it, it just stuff around the house to do that, that, you know, your wife has been putting off a list, a honeydew list, oh, maybe, yeah. or your husband has been doing that. And you just, I'm telling you folks, I've helped a bunch of people retire and, and it is amazing how many of them actually say that they're more busy since they've retired, especially at the beginning of retirement? Yeah. I can't even begin to count the number of people I know who assumed that their days would be filled with hours of leisure time, but instead found out they were as busy (laughs) or busier than when they were still working because uh, they have all these uh, activities that they want to do. They, it's good to stay active in retirement anyway, but I think it's important to add that, you know, people do love what they're doing, volunteering, staying busy, right. traveling, uh, things they didn't have time for when they were still on the clock. Right. And and I will tell you, Tony, is that uh, especially like, for example, my dad, you know, he, he uh, his big thing was always golf. He loved to play golf and it was something we did together. And it's, it's great, you know, and and, uh, you know, so once he retired, he was real excited and got out and played golf. But what happens? What happens when it gets cold? What happens when there's ice on the ground? You can't play golf. And so there are some things that once you get into retirement, say two to three years into retirement, and, and you know, a lot of that other stuff has calmed down a little bit. And so now it becomes a deal where you do have to fill your time and, and, and do it with something that fulfills you. Okay. And I'm not talking about your schedule. I'm talking about you inside of you to say, man, I feel good about what I did today, or I contributed to this or that. Maybe it was a project that you helped with your, you know, your grandchildren or whatever it is. Um, but that you feel fulfilled, you know, that's really, really important for a lot of people to have that connection to, um, to goals and objectives. Right. So, right. Uh, anyway, okay. We're going to move on to our next one, Tony. You ready? Yeah. What, what's the next one? 
I've actually got a little bit of a history debunked uh, oh. here. Yeah, a little little history here. It's uh, uh, another one says our Declaration of Independence wasn't actually signed on July fourth. Coming up right around the corner here, folks. Um, it was actually, of course, we all know it was 1776, but Congress didn't approve the document's language on, or they did approve it, excuse me, on July 4th, but the document actually wasn't officially signed until August 2nd of ah. 1776. So I the Declaration of, in, yeah, I didn't know that either. The Declaration of Independence wasn't actually signed on July 4th. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, Wow, Crazy, that's right? interesting. Yeah, well, I'm glad we celebrated July 4th. I, I'm glad we don't wait until August. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what's another retirement myth? Yeah, so another retirement myth is that once you leave the office for the last time, that your taxes will be lower because you're not employed anymore. And in reality, mm. Tony, once you retire, you may have fewer deductions uh, and dependents to claim on your taxes. And don't automatically assume that moving to a state, by the way, without income tax could save you a ton of money. You know, the one of the biggest ones, what is the Sunshine State? Let's move to Florida because it's sunny and they don't have state income tax. But let me tell you, I have relatives that live there and it's really no different because their property taxes are higher. They may have higher sales tax. And so it usually, Tony, usually the rule of thumb is that it usually works out to be about the same, Right. Um, and so speaking of taxes, one of the most retirement, when it comes to Social Security, when it comes to your IRA withdrawals, I mean, taxes are always going to be a part of your life. We know that. They've been a huge topic right now because of, uh, you know, the President Biden is, is, is putting together some proposals to increase taxes, especially on people that uh, specifically make $400,000 or more in income. And so taxes are always a big thing. But I just want to educate people real quick on on taxes in retirement as they specifically pertain to Social Security benefits. Okay, so you if you have income and it's called provisional income, Tony, and you're married. Excuse me. Let me preface with saying that uh, and your income provisional income is half of your Social Security benefit plus all of your other income. So IRA withdrawals or if you have a part time job, whatever that is. If it's under $32,000, you're not going to pay any taxes on your Social Security benefit. But most people's benefit, and uh, along with you know other sources of income, maybe a pension, uh, is usually over that. And so if you fall between $32,001 up to $44,000, Tony, up to 50% will you be uh, uh, subject to taxes. And then if you and your spouse have provisional income over $44,000, up to 85% of your benefit will be taxable. So I think that's one of the other debunks that I would like to have there is that, hey, uh, you know, I won't have to pay as much in taxes or that my t Social Security will be tax-free. Guys and gals out there, there, there's no such thing. I mean, there are some things you can do to help you out, help yourself out with taxes, no doubt, and we can reduce that tax bill. But taxes are a part of your life, and they're not going away once you retire. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, you know, we know the three things that are certain in life, uh, death, taxes, and pizza. I mean, those are all a given, and uh, only one of those is a good thing, right? <laughs> so uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the bottom line in, in, mm -hmm. my, uh, in my perspective, from my perspective. But I know in previous shows, you've talked about 
plenty of uh, potential taxes that are waiting or lurking around mm-hmm. the corner for retirees. So I think that just points out the fact, Brock, that it's so important for our listeners out there to work with somebody like yourself that can help them with this stuff and and help you craft a retirement strategy that's going to shield you from taxes as much as possible. So uh, this has been a great show so far. But speaking of that, let our listeners know really quick, Brock, how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So you can look us up on the web. It's the innovative team.com. You can call our office. Let's have a conversation about what's going on in your life and what you're doing. And if you're on the right track, it's 332-7855. Okay. 573-332-7855. Give us a call. We'll have a conversation. And if need be, maybe we'll get together and I can review your situation and just give you some advice. Or it may be some things where I go, hey, you might need to go through our entire planning process and here's the fees and here's what that all entails. Everything is black and white here. Okay. We do not like gray areas here at Innovative Financial Solutions. It just is not good for anybody. So anyway, give us a call and we'll help you uh, take care of your problems that you might have. And taxes is definitely one of those problems, Tony. Sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, hey, let's keep this thing rolling. Uh, Let's keep the retirement playbook going here. And you've been highlighting some of the common retirement myths uh, that people have likely heard or thought about as they get ready for their own retirement adventure uh, and tossing in a couple of historical myths while we're at it. Uh, how would you like to begin this next segment? Yeah. So the, the moving on uh, along the lines of our article here, U.S. News and World Report titled 10 Retirement Myths Debunked, is that Social Security will cover all of your retirement expenses. Okay. To me, this is the absolutely one of the most important retirement myths for us to debunk today, Tony. Because for the, the reality is that for most people, Social Security may only replace around 40% of your pre-retirement income. So if you're under the impression that, you know, your Social Security is going to just take care of everything, that's probably not the case. Now, it definitely could be. There's always exceptions, Tony. Okay. Um, but, but ultimately, Social Security was never intended to be a, a retired person's only source of income. It was to be a supplement to help people to their savings like pensions and 401ks and IRAs and investment income. And and so um, I, I think that's the most important piece of, of uh, when it comes to Social Security, there's some planning to be done there, and you need to make sure that you are maximizing your Social Security benefits as much as possible. Okay? You may want to retire at 62. You may want to retire at, you know, before your full retirement age, which for most people now is 67. But, but, you know, here's the thing. You can do that if you structure everything else correctly. But you have to start with maximizing Social Security. And we can do that for you here. We have a report. It's actually called the Social Security Maximization Report. And it shows you how you and your spouse can, can maximize the amount of money you'll receive over your lifetime. And that is the most important um, way to look at uh, Social Security benefits. It's not oh, hey, what's my retirement benefit at age 62 or 67 or 70? It's how do I maximize? How do I get the most out of the system based on, you know, normal life expectancies? That's probably the, obviously the biggest variable as to how much you will collect over your lifetime is how long will you live? Well, we got to be prudent and use just normal retirement, uh, you know, age uh, and normal death age and those kinds of things. Um, So we will consider, by the way, you know, your family history, if it's, you know, or your, your current, you know, physical status too. So, uh, 
those things do go into consideration, but we definitely uh, need to make sure we maximize our Social Security benefits, Tony. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've talked about that on the show a lot, and Brock, you always tell you always tell us, hey, Social Security, you've got to take advantage of all the strategies involved with filing for Social Security and using that as a foundation. So uh, what's another myth you have for us? Yeah. So another myth that the article dispels uh, is about paying your bills after you're retired. As it notes, many people believe that they'll need in the ballpark about 70% of their final pre-retirement salary to maintain your preferred lifestyle. And for some people listening to this, there might be a big number, right? Um, you know, if you if you worked as an executive or if you were a physician, for example, and you know you were making five hundred to a million dollars a year, seventy percent of that for the rest of your life—that's <laughs> that's a big number. Not saying you can't get there, but uh, but but many people could live on about thirty-five percent of their gross income once what happens? The mortgage and debt payments are taken care of. This is why I always tell people, and I don't preach. I try not to preach. I always tell people, do not go into retirement with debt, okay? Because at the time of retirement, you are on, quote, unquote, a fixed income, and we don't need things like debt eating at our potential uh, lifestyle here, right? In other words, if, if you could use that money to do the things you wanted to do versus having to pay that mortgage, well, then you're not living your preferred lifestyle. <laughs> and uh, it's just, it is what it is. Um, and so once those things are gone, you would be amazed. The other thing is, is that if you have uh, children at home, or maybe you have an adult child at home uh, that are living with you, once those things are gone, when, once they're out of the house and doing their own thing. Yeah, or both a, in my case, I have... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have high school kids at home and an adult child at home. So, well, you know, hey, so once that happens and they're out on their own, it's amazing how much that will save you uh, and how much you might re- don't realize maybe that you're spending on those uh, those those kids and adult children. So anyway, so that's another that's another one we wanted to debunk is, uh, you know, making sure that you know that you have enough income. And that's the importance of our, you know, our compass report. So the Social Security Maximization Report that we spoke of, this Compass Report that we speak of every once in a while that lays out the rest of your life financially so you can have the confidence of going into retirement that you won't run out of money. Um, and if the, if the Compass says you will run out of money, then you need to make some changes. That's the importance of having this information. And information is only as good as what you do with it, right? In other words, we can do all of these reports and help you and tell you what to do, but if you don't do it, then we, you know it's not going to happen. And uh, so having that information and having that compass report really will get you started on a, the retirement of your dreams. Wow. Well, that you make it sound great. I love that. <laughs> uh, that sounds good to me. Uh, well, I, th- I think you nailed it. I, and, you know, there's, you know, I think a lot of people out there, you know, are confused about things like Social Security and, and other things. So what's the next common retirement myth? Yeah. So it has to do with retirement uh, again, and actually it's, it's, it's specifically to Social Security, Tony. I wanted to clear something up. And so I'm actually referencing an article that was appeared in Investment News, May 17th uh, edition. And uh, on, on page 12, there's an article about spousal benefits. So many people think, oh, well, I can get half of my you know, spouse's retirement benefits if, if you know, for example, that 
you know, you were a lower earning income in inning, excuse me, lower income earning spouse, and that it could be true, Tony. Could be is the actual key word there that makes this a, a myth sometimes. So here's the deal. You can claim your own Social Security retirement benefit now. Uh, and in this case, let's say it's a wife and a husband, and the husband was the higher earning uh, spouse. Um, there's no spousal benefit to claim if you have your own benefit, and your own benefit was more than the spousal benefit. Okay? Uh, so in other words, here's a good example. Let's say your benefit at your full retirement age is $2,000 per month. And your husband's benefit at his full retirement age is $3,000 a month. If he waits until age 70 to claim his benefit because he wants to see those 8% increases, Tony, and he does that for, say, four years, he's going to get about $3,960. However, if you're planning on taking half of that, that's not the case. It's half of the full retirement age benefit, which was the $3,000 instead of the almost $4,000 at age 70. Okay. Um, so that is something that you always hear about. So if in your case, your benefit was $2,000 a month, taking that same example, and your spousal benefit would be 1500 half of the $3,000 of your husband, okay, uh, then you would not be eligible for any spousal benefits. Now, I think what people get confused about, Tony, is that prior to uh, four years ago, you could do that. You could have your higher earning spouse turn his benefit on, and then and then you trigger your spousal benefits, and then he turns it right back off and gets the delayed retirement credits. Meanwhile, you're collecting a spousal benefit. That cannot happen anymore, folks. Okay, that's a loophole that people were using. Hey, and if you used it, good for you. I'm not I'm not making any judgments here. I'm just saying you can see why the government came in and closed that loophole, right? Um, and so uh, debunking that spousal benefit yeah. myth, I think, is is very, very important because people are kind of planning on that and they really shouldn't in some cases. Yeah. Now, there there may be a case where if your spouse, if your benefits a thousand dollars a month and in that particular case, remember, it was three thousand dollars, then a spousal benefit would be fifteen hundred dollars and it would be more. OK, so you could get an extra benefit through a spousal benefit planning. But just don't don't be confused by what used to be able to happen through a restricted uh, application. Okay, so a little technical yeah. there, but very important to understand that. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? We're out of time. It just flew by, Brock. Uh, I know you had a few more. We'll probably have to continue these uh, retirement myths on another show. Why don't you Man, let our listeners? Yeah. Why don't you yeah. let our listeners know though uh, before we go how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Just give us a call here, folks. You can look us on the web. Uh, it's theinnovativeteam.com, no doubt. But if you really want help in, in getting started on your journey to a successful retirement, give us a call. 573-332-7855. It's been a great show. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock Allspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.